thanks for taking time just to come yeah here. no no uh you know thanks for reaching out all the way from amsterdam it's uh my favorite city the netherlands it's just amazing have you ever been wait yeah yeah i've been uh many times uh half a dozen times and then for business or just for yeah for business and i went to school in england right so uh we went out there to have fun and you know drink and whatnot a bit as well where are you originally from are you from uh, my family I, I grew up in california but uh my uh, my family my uh, background is uh we immigrated from vietnam to uh to the u.s yeah i recognized your last name it i i, I yeah i don't know it's is it very common because i Pretty common last name is like Smith or you know yeah, because Lee. Yeah, I saw it very, very. I saw very a lot of people have the same last name. Yeah, exactly. But you're uh, you worked for Angels List, if I can remember that. Yeah, yeah. Before Republic, uh, I was one of the earlier employees on the management team there. And what did you? What was your occupation? What did you do there? Yeah, I was their main lawyer uh, and uh, head of the expansion of AngelList into Europe as well. We have AngelList in, in the United Kingdom, and this is back in 2013, 2014 that we helped set that up. And why why did you decide to go your own way and start Republic? And ah, uh, yeah, you know, a, a great question. I think in life you just gotta. Um, do things you find to be most impactful uh, and so i really enjoy my time at um angelis but when it was feasible to launch the republic model um it was just very obvious that that was the right thing to do and i think that that uh i would be able to to do more be more impactful or, um than than staying at angelis and for the people who don't know can you tell a bit about what republic is like in short yeah you know so we are um, a leading investment platform that empowers people to invest in the future they believe in it, it may be startups it may be growth stage company real estate if you believe in blockchain technology we enable you to do that as well and there are going to be more and more things that we're going to introduce that we hope would align with whatever it is that that people find meaningful so we want to make sure that because your money matters uh, and where you invest and how you invest uh, can really change things down the road so we want to make sure that people align their passion with their desire to generate profit okay and what was the what was the reason for choosing startups because it, there are not very many platforms who offer to invest in startups, especially just people like me, myself, and just the general public. Yeah, well, uh, startups or tech startups define in that sense uh, are just basically companies that are pushing a new technology or a new way of doing things, right? I mean, even what we're doing right now, Thomas, on, on a video call, uh, that was in someone's head 10 years ago. Uh, and they got the right financing, the input, and they grew into Zoom, into Google Hangout, into Republic. Uh, so the idea that you can contribute to a innovation, a product that you really believe that that should be the way of the world. That's how people should act. That's how people should work. That's how people should live. 
the ability to align that interest early on, we call it startup investing. Uh, and I think that there's no better example of combining passion and profit than tech investing because there's so much passion in how people find certain technology compelling, right? Yeah, I, I find startups very fascinating. It's just a small company. It's just you, you believe in a kind of a dream and you help someone make that dream come true and come with a journey on them with them exactly but with that there's a, a lot of risk of course because there's just of but how how it's of course high profit high risk but how how do you manage that risk so how do you reduce that yeah so two things i think that no one should be investing in anything new that they don't fully understand no one should invest a lot of money you should invest small amount, right? And the minimum amount in Republic is like $10, $20. So at the beginning, it's like a learning experience. And if you invest in a couple of deals, you got to expect that you may lose all of your money. So you got to invest in like 10, 20, 30, 40 deals. And that's how early stage investing works. I mean, we curate, we select deals very carefully uh, out of, you know, 7,000 applications. We launch like 200 companies. So it's like less than the acceptance rate at Cambridge or Oxford or, or uh, Stanford. Uh, but nonetheless, it's still very high risk. Yeah, but but what are kinds of what for what for specifics are you looking for in a company? Like what 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 are some qualities a company needs? Uh, so usually a company gotta have already some revenue, meaning you gotta show that you have product that that are sellable. Not always, but that's generally what we look for. And secondly, the the team uh, gotta be such that we believe that they are going to succeed in what they aim to do. Not always the case, but that's a very, very subjective but important lens. And last but not least is, does the company have a business plan, a roadmap for the money that they're looking for? So to give you an example, Thomas, if someone is looking to raise a million dollars, but they uh, annual uh, or their, their monthly burn is half a million, well, they're raising money only for two months, too high of a risk, right? So unless they raise enough money that the company can operate for a year or more, then it makes sense. So all of these factors come into play. So it's so it's very small chance you it's it's you reduce the risk at like a minimum amount to make sure. Yeah. We, we, yeah, we vet through the team, the business plan, the model, uh, pretty uh, in depth uh, so that we, whatever that, that uh, we put on the platform, at least it has already passed through our own curative lens, even if it's still high risk. Okay. And what, what kind of companies do you personally like? Do you like, what, what's your favorite, what was your favorite company to invest in yourself? Because I read that you also invest in your companies with Republic yourself. Yeah, I, uh, I've done uh, a good number of direct investment myself. Uh, so for example, I invested in a company called Apartment List that enable people to look for apartments. I imagine you and your friends soon enough are gonna be 
looking for you know rooms and 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 uh, apartments to rent and now it's online right so you can see you can match you can put in the the things that that uh the requirements that you have for a home so it's a product that i love the founding team and it's something that i personally would use uh, so i tend to invest in things that i understand and that i can be a customer uh, so another company that I invested in was a cannabis company, uh, even though I actually don't really consume cannabis, but I do think that it's getting legalized in the US and that it will be like, you know, just like alcohol or, or uh, tobacco. Uh, and uh, that company did very well. Uh, obviously, I also invested in blockchain technology, which I think is very important to the investment world and the world in general uh, in, in this decade. Yeah, you told that you also diversified because you first was mainly companies, I think, and you diversified in blockchain and uh, real estate. Why, why did you choose to invest in blockchain? What was, why, why, where does your interest in blockchain come from? Well, um, the, the technology, distributed ledger technology, I think is so important. Uh, there's so many use cases, but I think it can be asked, if not more uh, impactful and far reaching than the internet itself. So the question is this, if you go back 30 years, say you were born 30 years ago, and if you have a chance to invest in the first internet companies, Yahoo, Google, all of these internet explorer, would you not want to put a little bit of money in a bunch of them? Uh, some of them will fail, but those that succeed will literally change the way we work and live and will be massive companies down the road. Because I believe that blockchain as a technology is that impactful i think everyone should take a close look and if they can play around with it learn uh, something about it and get involved where do you where do you think it will go what 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 do you think it will be in five years do we all will be using will we all be using bitcoin or will we all be using just blockchain or what do you think a really a uh, really good way uh, to think about it I think in five years, I would be very surprised if people are visiting uh, the Netherlands or if you and your friends come to visit China or Vietnam or Alabama, that you guys would ever go to the ATM and take out uh, local currency. You don't even need to trade, exchange your notes, the euros over to local currency at all. So that's one, and that's already being used. You already see that right now. The second one is that I think that you're going to be able to buy and invest in things in the United States with ease. So, for example, today, uh, you probably can buy a pair of Nike shoes, a very special edition, uh, on the Nike store in the US and pay a fee. And it's expensive, right? It takes like a lot, I don't know, maybe $20 or so in processing fee. I think down, um, further down a few years out, buying products across different borders between, between countries 
will be very similar to you buying something you know, down the block from where you live. Um, the cost will be far simpler. These are just some of the countless examples, uh, Thomas, on how blockchain will change how we work and live. Yeah, I see that happening as well, but I don't. I, I find it kind of hard to see because, like, com, uh, countries like Japan, because I really like Japan. I don't know. I just have a fascination, and then just Asian countries in general, like Vietnam, Thailand, China. They all mainly are still uh, cash, mainly cash society. So I don't know how I will see this transition. I will. I, I think it will. It will definitely change. But I think those mm-hmm. countries. Will they like lag behind or? You know, interestingly enough, uh, if you go to China right now, it's already cashless. There's an app that everyone uses called WeChat. And on WeChat, you buy and trade everything. You don't no longer need that local currency. WeChat at one point will have their own cryptocurrencies as well. Uh, But there's no question that the rate of adoption will change over time and it's different in each country but i think that overall uh more and more and more you're gonna see that mainstream adoption by and large yeah i'm i'm, I'm not very well known about bit of uh, cryptocurrency and so but like bitcoin it, it goes up and down so how will that work as like a currency because if i want to exchange it and it all of a sudden drops like what for sure, um, Bitcoin is just one example of blockchain use case, uh, but you have something called stablecoin. Let's say Bitcoin right now is essentially an asset, you know, that people use to put their money in. It may go up, it may go down, but you can convert uh, $10,000 of Bitcoin into what is known as stablecoin. So it's the equivalent to US dollars or to the Euro, stable doesn't change in pricing, but you can trade and buy and sell very quickly. Say, Thomas, on this conversation right now, imagine that you're like, hey, Ken, I really like your phone case. Uh, uh, Let me see. I have a phone case in front of me, but let's see. You really like it and you want to buy it uh, for $20. I mean, without a stable coin, I'm not sure how actually you are going to be able to pay me that $20. It's going to be much more complicated because we're not on the same app. I don't use you and you don't have a U.S. bank account. So how are you going to pay me $20? I don't know off the top of my head, probably on transfer wise, but it's going to be complicated. If you have, if you have $20 of stable coin, if you have 20, if you have $200 worth of Bitcoin, you can convert that into stable coin and pay me exactly $20 within 10 minutes and it will be like 20 cent in fees yeah because now i have to make like a paypal or something then i will process fees and everything and it would just take a week before it's processed or something of course and and uh, and uh obviously the netherlands you have access to all of that but imagine if you're in nigeria or in a smaller village in vietnam you don't have paypal you don't necessarily have local banks to do credit cards how are you going to transact right so i think where the technology is going to change uh i think the most impact will be seen in the developing areas of the world the under-resourced 
uh, as opposed to you know Japan or the Netherlands or the United States. Okay. And what kind of blockchain technology are you looking forward most? Like what I haven't really looked at the blockchain side of yours or of your of your public because yeah I don't know it very well. So I first want to get into it before I invest it. But of course. Yeah. The easiest way to look at it is we have our own uh, crypto uh, token called the Republic Note token is at republic.co slash N-O-T-E, note. Um, and essentially it's a digital token that pays out, you know, future profit to, to holders. Uh, but yeah, there, there, there are countless, uh, Thomas, in, in, in the range of things. Uh, the latest iteration, we're gonna see decentralized Twitter, Facebook, new sources, you know, in a way that, that um, will make it uh, without a centralized party controlling who can turn it on, who can shut it down. Uh, so you're going to see much more open and one can say free and democratic um, expression of, of technologies and, and, and speech. Um, but uh, it's still very, very early on. This remains to be seen how this continues to develop. Yeah, because I think probably even though now a lot of people don't believe right now, and I would not say believe, but don't trust the government and banks and stuff like that. So I think it will be a very good uh, option to just invest in coins and cryptocurrency that just no one has control of and are just stable at all. Yeah, but it's very high risk. Uh, Bitcoin right now is still high risk, but among the lower risk of cryptocurrency, you know how we discussed earlier, Thomas, that if you invest in one startup, your risk of losing all of your money is really high. You got to be even more cautious when investing in new crypto projects. But it is exciting. I think if... Uh, people should be investing five dollars ten dollars you're new to it just for fun just for like a learning experience and then if it ends up being your thing your jam then you know you can learn more and invest more money i think that's how one should approach everything and yeah talking about new coins what do you what do you think about elon musk tweeting dogecoin and games of like he is just skyrocketing <laughs> We, uh, I think one thing that it showcases is the frenzy of, you know, celebrity and influence. Just because Elon tweets out about something, I mean, probably not a good reason to go all in and buy it. I mean, if you want to have fun because you really like Elon, put in five bucks. Uh, but like, don't put, you know, your parents or your own life saving into something like that because at the end of the day, you should only invest any significant amount of money in something that you really understand and like. If you don't quite fully understand something just yet, make sure that, that if you do invest, take a view that it's a learning process, first and foremost, then, then, uh, then, then uh, a, a, an investment for return. Yeah, because it's like a quick fix. It's like people think they're going to make quick money because they see someone making millions, but forget that also millions of people lose like a lot of money. And often you don't see the downside of things like that. And besides exactly. that, and besides that, it's not very sustainable over time. People think it will always go up and up and up and become the new Bitcoin, but it doesn't work always like that. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, no, it, 
It, it doesn't. And that's why, again, uh, no one knows. No one can truly predict which coin will go up, which one will go down. Um, but, you know, if, you, if you're new to it, uh, read a lot and, and put a little bit of money in would be my recommendation for every for you know everyone who's in high school and college uh, and above besides that what would your advice be to in, just start investing and just yeah. getting into crypto because it's it's there's an, a lot of information overload i would say my my advice is this um and i wish i did this when i was still in high school um if there's one thing that you find yourself spending money that you don't really need let's say for example if you really like shoes if you really like hoodies if you uh, uh like drinking or whatever else once a week or once a month cut back on just a little bit and use that money every single month every single week you're like you know what i'm gonna drink one cough cup of coffee less that's like five dollars right so that's one month that's twenty dollars one year that's 240 bucks so use that money and then invest into one thing that you find exciting that you read up and if you do it consistently you'll be amazed next thing you know five years have passed and all of a sudden you have a very very meaningful portfolio but i think it teaches discipline it teaches uh investing in small amount in a diversified fashion and i think that ultimately those two things combined uh, matters a great deal. Uh, I don't think that people, everyone should be invest in crypto. No, you should invest in things that you're passionate about. Let's say, for example, Thomas, you are passionate about, say, uh, gender equality, or that you're more passionate about climate. By all means, find people and opportunities that you can back with $5, with $10, with $20. Blockchain is not for everyone. Okay, so but for me personally, this is a personal question. I, I always want to add value, but I also want to ask you something personal. I, I'm writing a book, like, but I also like in, kind of like investing, but for that book, I just need money to produce it and get it out. So what, 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 would, you, what would your advice, what do you think is best? Like just invest all of just save it or what? Uh, ask me the question again. So you're looking to write a book. Yeah, it's like, a choice of should I or should you or anyone invest in his own company in his own skills and improving themselves or also invest in stocks and oh um Thomas uh, I really think that ultimately everything that you do is an investment in yourself and the resources and the opportunities that you specifically have currently only you know best on what to do with it so the best way to do that is take a morning off clear your mind in a good mood walk on the beach or whatever and ask yourself this in three years or five years looking back if you didn't make this decision, which one would you regret more? Not writing a book now or not investing in a few things. So if, 
if you have one thing that you feel so strongly about that you want to invest, maybe you should invest some money in it because otherwise you're going to regret it. If you are not yet passionate about something like that, I imagine that you're probably going to regret not writing a book when you really want to do it right now, right? Because life, things get busy and, and sometimes they're not in your control. All of a sudden you end up with new obligations with a lot of whatever coursework that you would not find that bandwidth to write again. So if you really have, if you've been thinking about it and you feel that you want to write a book um, and you have that time and that, that dedication right now, I think that that's, um, you should very, very seriously uh, consider doing it. And once you do it, don't look back, just, you know, go through with it. Don't get um, lured into investing just because everyone's making so much money, blah, 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 blah. You're very young and life is very long and it's not how much money that's gonna make you happy or successful. It's how impactful or how profound a life experience that you have. And I really think that writing a book is such a special, profound expression and experience as opposed to investing $100 or $1,000 and make 10,000, it's like just money. Uh, so yeah, uh, it's, it's not, for me, it wouldn't be an, uh, a hard trade-off, um, but uh, you got to ask yourself. Okay, thank you so much. And besides me, you are very interested in investing, I, I guess. But how, when did that start? Like, how did you came up with, I, I want to start this company, I want to invest, I want to help people invest? I... Yeah, uh, it's a great question. I think, um, let me answer it in two ways. One is that everything we do, as I mentioned, is an investment in ourselves. And so I found myself, um, you know, I was a lawyer before, before tech and law school is very expensive in the US. You know, education is not free, right? It's like hundreds of thousands of dollars. There's a lot of investment. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, it's a lot of investment into, into one person. And then, um, but a lot of people do that. And at one point I was asking myself, I'm like, I am spending so much uh, money to invest into me. And now I'm simply making a living paycheck to paycheck, you know, every single month. The more I work, the more I get paid. If I work less, I get paid less. That's fine. And I feel very privileged doing that. But what about also putting my money into other people so that their success even if I don't work and if they're really successful, I actually also get something back. Uh, so that's one of the reasons. Uh, but the reality, uh, Thomas, to, to tell you the truth, the reason why the Republic model came up about is probably has something to do with uh, my family and I grew up in Silicon Valley in California. Uh, but we were not wealthy and we weren't able to invest in like Facebook or Google, you know? So you read the headline news and 
in the new in in the U.S. newspapers talk about big companies all the time. But just because you live in Silicon Valley, it doesn't mean it had anything to do with you. And so the back of my mind always won the notion of like, hey, I want to be part of the journey. It's not about being rich. I just want to even just one share, even just half a share. It's about societies, about you being a part of a trend. And it's, there's a clear trend in technology and innovation. So the notion of me wanting to invest and finding different ways to invest led me to AngelList. Uh, and when the law changed, allow everyone to do it, I think was what led me to, to launch Republic. So first it wasn't legal or you couldn't do it or what was it specific because it's here, it's totally different over here. I don't know how it changed, but how, how did it work there? Yeah, so at the beginning uh, in the US is only, you, it used to be for 80 years, a zero, you gotta be a millionaire to invest privately meaning in, a, in in small company in in startups you got to be a millionaire even today most people still think so but the law changed a little bit president obama changed that in 2016. so you no longer have to be a millionaire to invest and then everyone can do it you have to do a lot more things like go on republic do the punch paperwork and you know it's not easy but now literally anyone can invest in the US and outside. Uh, so that's really, I think, is the, the potential of, I think the young Ken was saying that, hey, I see it, but I cannot be a part of it back then. And now at least I those who see it and want to be a part of it, we have that avenue for you. Uh, and it's still very early on, but our, our goal is so that anyone and everyone, whatever that they see, that they want to be a part of, they can find on Republic. Okay, so your goal, yeah. so yeah. your goal for Republic is just to get as much companies on there, so as much people can just invest in the things they love and they're passionate about. Exactly. And we are we are at the end of the day uh, social animals, right? We're community. So what does investing means? It simply means one very simple thing to be a part of something that you care about. What does it mean by being a part of something? It means that if this collective does well, everyone does well. If this collective doesn't do well, everyone doesn't do well. That's what it means to be a part of a group of friends, right? That you share in the fun and the, the ups and the downs. So be a part of a technology a company is just that skin in the game and what we at the end of the day empower people to do is to be enable them to be a part of whatever it is to be passionate about in the world around them in in, in society okay so um so i just lost my train of thought I just, it no just but like I, I got it back. So it's, it just, I just got very inspiration by your speech that I just lost it. But like, it's, it's very true. It's like about community and about everything. But I, I noticed a lot of people are very egotistical or something, or I don't know why just, they, they want themselves to be rich and they want to be richer than their friends. But why, 
why is that so like why it's 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 supposed to be like we all get good but it's mostly you, you know that that is changing right everything in life changes and i think that uh, i'm a generation ahead of you and i can already see how one generation later you guys that you care much more about impact you care much more about collective to give you an example thomas a hundred years ago, a very small percentage of people got to vote, right? And it was a good thing that I get to vote, but you didn't get to vote. Like, that's how I exercise power. Now, I'm sure not a hundred percent, but 90 plus percent of people think that everyone voting is a good thing. It's not that I get to vote and you don't get to vote, it's that we want everyone to do it very much in the same way. I think it used to be that uh, a company like Nike or Facebook, a small group of people get really wealthy and then no one else just buying products. I think that's changing, that we at one point want to include everyone so that as things you know, improve and, and are better, a ton more people who believe and back this whole project also get wealthy. That's the, the narrative. But uh, I, at the end of the day, it is not in my experience, how, how much money one has in a bank account that dictates happiness and success. The only one thing that makes people happy is that they are part of whatever is going on and once you get to be a part of it the next step is how do you have the most profound experience as a human being and the most impactful of activities that's what how one defines success it's not about money it's not about how big your house it's just those two things yeah i i start i learned that i started to learning that over because the previous years I was always, oh, I want to make a lot of money. I just want a big house, big car, big swimming pool, like everything. But <laughs> as I like matured, I'm 19. So, so far yeah. matured. I started noticing, like, I really like helping people. It just feels so much nicer. It yeah. just, it, it just, it, it gives, it, it feels, uh, not only that it feels nicer and fulfilled, uh, is something that is oh, no one can ever take that part away from you. Now, the best way of looking at that, uh, Thomas, success in life is on how happy, how pleasant an experience. And if you look at how many rock stars and movie stars getting into drug addiction, uh, committing suicide, all of these things, you know, fighting and whatnot, it's really unfortunate, but one lesson is that it is not how expensive your car or how big your house or how much money you have in your bank account that defines success. Success is how impactful you can be with the opportunities that you have. And all of us have different opportunities, you know? Uh, and I think that's the only way to look at success and happiness um, in what is a very long life ahead for you. For you as well. <laughs> well, let we we uh, we hope to to I think in this um, 
in this new uh, wave or this new decade and age, I think life expectancy is probably going to be, I don't know, 150 or 200. But I think people are also too attached to the notion of living very long. It should be, uh, someone said that this is not me, you should measure life by the number of, uh, by the moment that takes your breath away rather than by the number of breaths that you actually take so if it's just uh you know a good few years but you're like really enjoy every single step of it dude it is better to live 150 years and like being a miserable human being we all see them around us so yeah it's just a choice but uh it's amazing that you're already thinking about these things um when when you're still so young it's it's a bit like the quote it's, it's it reminds me of the quote of seneca i don't know if you know it it's like a romantic philosopher it's like it's not that we have a lack of time but it's like we waste a lot of it being in negativity and exactly and uh, there's another one uh, which when we in that philosophy and i can't remember who said this one but um uh they say that the, the saying is that every man uh, has a dream to live, you know, his best life. But most uh, people go to the grave with that dream still in them and unfulfilled because they ended up making decision like, oh, I got to do this because it's safer because I got to do this because I should. No, do whatever you feel like the best thing that you can right now <laughs> it's, it's and it sounds like writing a book <laughs> <laughs> it's very true what are you studying what are you studying I, right now I'm uh, studying psychology oh very what what year first year, first or year, year? it's my first year at the university of uh, Leiden I don't know if you know it. oh it's... awesome that's what I was gonna guess very very cool really do you know it yeah yeah I, I visited uh, just in, in passing. It must be like five, six years now, but uh, that's an, an awesome place. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, I don't get to see a lot of it because I, I've been there like 10 times because of COVID. So it, right. it, it, I, don't, I didn't get much of it yet, but I hope it will get better soon. Yeah, no, I, we, we sure hope that things will open up again and, and things are back to, to normal a little bit. But does it influence you a lot? Like... Does it does it republic like does it hurt him because you have meetings and stuff like that? It's online now, but like it's still different. I uh, I I still travel for work quite a bit, a little bit less so than before. But uh, speaking of psychology, I think the pandemic uh, brings out or has brought out whatever demon or uh, problems people have. So you have some people who are gripped with like anxiety and fear and locked themselves in in the house for for the past 10 months you have those who are like completely reckless no mask nothing in the united states which is going out all the time uh, and then uh, i think for me um i say that i have to travel for work uh, and i think at times i know that i probably should do more by staying in just for the public good uh, but i but for me uh, i've been still just doing work as need to you know wear a mask and then hand sanitizer and whatever else uh, but business um, has been 
growing tremendously well. We're very fortunate. A lot of businesses in America and around the world uh, have not been doing well, but for some companies like Republic, it's been a, um, you know, a, a, a year of growth uh, last year. Um, we'll see how it goes, but, but so far so good. Yeah, I'm happy to hear about that, man. That sounds really nice. I'm very fortunate that yeah, uh, I feel very fortunate as well. Um, and I think another another life lesson that I've learned in recent years is that um, people, uh, when they look at tech and investing, they overvalue uh, innovation and you know how smart the team and the founders are, and they undervalue just sheer luck and timing. So many things in life, uh, yes, you got to work very hard and you got to do your very best, but success and failure, 50% of it, you know, not in your control, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so just go through life with just doing your best, but when things don't work out, don't, don't like, you know, freak out about it. Things are what they are. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think that that's uh, the, the easiest way to, be even keel and deal with even things like a global pandemic. It's very true because you said that the law changed. So that was like your your luck moment, like slash moment, like now we got to go and start Republic because th that that was just your chance to finally uh, realize your dream slash company. Yeah, exactly. And uh, just that moment in time that you, I think, whenever you're about to do something or make a big decision, uh, sure, you can listen to friends and family, but ultimately, the one day, the one morning that you wake up in a good mood, no random people talking noises, and just ask yourself, what am I feeling like I got to do, what I must do, or that if I don't do this, in five years, 10 years, even if I were to be a millionaire, even if I have 10 Ferraris, would I regret it? And if, and you know, usually that's the, the best way to, to uh, make important decisions, I think. Is, is there something you could regret? Is there like a choice you wish you have made? Is there? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, is there any regret? Um, no, I think that um, because I don't believe in failure, in that when you think that you fail at something, uh, it's really just a learning experience, right? So if there's anything that I would go back and do differently, is probably to know what I know now a little bit sooner. Uh, and so not worry so much like, oh my God, I have to be at the top of my law school and I got to graduate and get like a very well-paid job because that's what successful means. Like, no, it, that, that, uh, I think that caused a lot of stress unnecessarily. Um, and so that's the only thing that I probably would change. Yeah, I, I, it reminds me like of a quote of Gary Vee. I don't know, you probably, do you know Gary Vee? I do not. Oh, it's like a famous uh, public speaker and motivator. It's like he said, uh, if you like... Oh, Gary Vee. Yeah, Gary Vee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was like, 
you think about what if I have done that? What if I invested in like uh, Google in like 1942 or something like that and be a billionaire right now? And he thinks about maybe if I did that, I would go on a trip to like Japan or something and get ran over by a bus. For sure. <laughs> It's... Absolutely. Hey, listen, if, if the day... The easiest way to answer the question about would you do anything different? There's only one, there's only two ways of doing that. The moment that you ask yourself that question, are you in a good mood? Are you happy? If you're in a good mood and you're happy, you don't change because if you if you change one thing, just a butterfly effect, the whole thing would be different, right? And if in that moment you're not happy, You can do something about it right then and there. Don't look back and be like, oh, if I did this, I'm going to be happier. No, like at that moment in time, do something to get yourself out of that mood and be happier again. So I think the question about would you change something in the past um, in terms of actual things? Uh, no, I think that, that um, having a clearer mindset um, earlier, <laughs> means that you go through life with more ease, you know, kind of like biking and you put like oil and it's like lubricate, you still go along. Without that oil, it may creak, it may like a little janky, but you still get along. So if I look back, the only difference would be like, hey, I could have adopted a slightly different mentality and some parts of the past would have been even more joyful uh but i'm like very happy now so there's nothing that i would do necessarily different and talking and talking about happiness what 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 does what's something that makes you happy like what besides your job and just your passion yeah. of course is there yeah um so being alive i think that people completely i don't know why uh and people assume for the most part that they live forever Like how many days, how many times did you consciously remind yourself that, hey, this is a very brief happening, you being alive. So um, Thomas, tomorrow you wake up, you know that every single night that people go to bed, about 100,000 people around the world don't actually wake up, right? So something like that, like 80,000, 100,000 die in their sleep. So you go to bed tonight, you wake up in the morning, you open your eyes and you're like, still alive. Good reason to be happy. Look around, your friends, your parents, still alive. No one's dead yet. All the more reason to be happy. Earth is still churning, everyone. So if you remind yourself these things, I think so, it's not about finding things to be happy about. It's about dropping nonsensical mental occupations that make you unhappy. Whatever it is that you're unhappy about right now, Thomas, there's someone out there, your age or older or younger, who would do anything and everything to live a day in your shoes. So let's say, for example, can you imagine tomorrow, let's say somehow, whatever, your very close friend punch you in the face and you're like, oh, like very unhappy. Dude, they're like people in the 80s or that they're people who like 19, but like disabled, who would 
there's no amount of money or that everything that they would do to live one day, one week in your shoes. With that mentality, was there not to be happy about, right? Yeah, very true. Yeah, I, I try to implement that also in my life to start a bit with gratitude and just be like, I have hands that like work. Like it's, yeah. we just, it's just so normal. But like, think about if you hurt a hand with like working out or something, you're like, holy shit, I can't do anything just with yeah. one hand, just missing yeah. one hand. And you just, you have, you have hands that works. You were born uh, with a high IQ. You're like, you know, fit into the mode of what people find, you know, just like very sociable and whatever else. Uh, like, I would say most people that I'm fortunate to get in touch with, including you, I would call win the lottery of life because you don't have to go very far to know that life can be so, so bad for so many people. Uh, so because of that, that I think for me anyway, it's very easy uh, for me to, uh, to be happy by just like remind basic things about my life experience. It's like we take a lot of things for granted. Exactly. It's yeah. like we only start to really appreciate what you have when you don't when have you it. You no longer have Yeah, when right. you're like hurt in your hand and you can't use it, you're like, ah, oh, shit. I, I, I really <laughs> like it actually. And just, but in just a week later, you just forget all about it again. Exactly. It's a really, really strange. That's just, uh, yeah, the, the, uh, the things that human beings, um, obsess about um and i think most of us forget about the only thing that matters which is time and how limited this experience so that and that if they know that it's so limited you have your choice you know it doesn't matter a hundred years pass by in like a fleeting moment even a thousand years pass by in a fleeting moment in the grand scheme of things right so very very short like tiny blip uh, and so it, you know how to pop up on your computer like sometimes you have like product hunts like it flash up new product or whatever do each of our lives is literally just like a pop-up thing and it goes away a pop-up thing it goes away that quick and so within that moment, as long as you're aware of it, uh, everything is going to be good. <laughs> Let's talk. But uh, Thomas, on that note, I have to uh, run very soon to an uh, 11 a.m. call on my side. But uh, it's a, a really awesome uh, getting to, to meet you and really, uh, yeah, I really appreciate and admire how thoughtful and how advanced you are for someone who's 19 is like unreal. Thank you so much. Can I, how, how much time do you have left? Uh, I probably have about three minutes, four minutes okay, left. Then one last question, just like, just about your lifestyle. Like what, what do you do to be happy? Do you work out? Do you have a morning routine? Do you have, yeah. what do you do in a yeah, day? I, uh, yeah, I, uh, I try to be a lot more aware. So I do uh, off and on work out a bit so I do CrossFit when I can uh, I hit up the gym when I can as well but I travel so much so it's not like and particularly during the pandemic there aren't too many depending on the cities you can't just go to a CrossFit gym 
Uh, but working out really helps. Um, I think meditation is very helpful. I don't do it often enough, but um, but uh, whenever I do it, uh, and I think that's my goal to do it a lot more frequently. Uh, and last but not least is that I think before going to bed, I try to at least for like five, 10, 15 minutes, don't think about anything, don't read anything, don't like fall asleep while the TV's on or your laptop is on. Just like clear your mind before you go to sleep. And when you wake up in the morning, leave yourself like five, 10 minutes without like, you know, checking the news, seeing what's going on. Um, I think just to like start your day right. Uh, those are just a few, you know, not habits or hacks, just things that I, you know, try to do here and there. But everyone's different. Nice. My last, my last final question. What, what would your advice be just in general, just some life advice, your best advice you ever had? Yeah, uh, my, uh, truthfully, my, my life advice is this. Um, whatever, uh, I think society instill a very incorrect notion of success and happiness that somehow Kanye or Kim Kardashian or Hollywood movies and showing money or achieving certain things in life will buy you that happiness. And that is definitely not the case. And I think that the more one can spend a bit more time in, you know, reflecting on what you find to be enjoyable, meaningful. It may very well be that when you help someone, you find really satisfying. It may very well be that reading a book or writing poetry or painting. So finding that space, particularly for those who are still in school, finding that space to identify what you really find yourself happy doing is crucial. And the moment that you find it, go after it. It's not about, doesn't matter how much or how little it pays, that's what you should pursue. If you still don't know what it is that you find really, really, really happy doing, then I just have two advice. There's two components to being happy and successful. One is the experience of your life and try to have as most profound an experience. If that means a relationship and being a dad or a mom, so be it. If it means uh, being a, a blogger, you know, do your thing. So how profound it is. And the second component is how impactful it may be. Impactful doesn't necessarily mean, you know, helping people or like rallying a thousand people to do human right things. It may very well be me making people happy, being a DJ, being whatever else it, it, it may be, but the impactfulness and the profoundness of experience and activities, I think uh, are things that people should. Um, I wish I knew that when I was still in college, but uh, so that'd be my, my uh, two cents. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. Thank you. Uh, thanks for having me, uh, Thomas. And then, yeah, looking forward to to catching up soon uh, on one of these days. Would love to, uh, you know, learn more about your your experience. And if you need any help, uh, want any uh, feedback on the book or whatever, just just hit me up. I will, I will send you uh, some things I've wrote. Awesome. Have a nice meeting. Bye. You too. Have a good evening. Bye bye.